Hello, Mama. So excited, as always, to sit here with you. I hope you're enjoying your end of summer. Gosh, I need to do like a transition to school episode, which honestly excites me. I love change. I love transition. I love back to school. I love the fall. So that just got me really excited. That's happening soon. Um, but I hope you're enjoying your end of the summer. If you know, you live in the the States and you, you know, are in this schedule, it's uh, crazy to think that summer is almost over. I mean, we still have like three or four weeks left until my kid, only one of my kids is in school yet. The rest are too little, but <laughs> my kid goes back to school, but I still just love being part of it. Like, oh, I get to do back to school now. I get to do the supplies and I get to do the clothes and just excites me. But we're trying to enjoy our end of summer with water and popsicles and all of the fun. But so I hope you're enjoying yours as well. Um, And yeah, that that changes around the corner. It's such a glorious feeling. I know I feel that way. I hope you do too. I know not everyone loves change or transition, and I know school year can bring a little more um, like go, go, go kind of mentality. So we'll, we'll talk about all that. I'll get there. It just got me excited as I just thought about that. But anyways, as I digress, I'm excited to talk today about anxiety. Uh, this is something I know probably most of us have experienced at some time, if not often. I think in our culture today, it's uh, pretty common to experience some form of anxiety at different points in time. And so I am excited just to share with you what I do because I've had some anxiety come up recently. And so I'm excited to share with you just what those steps look like me, how I deal with it and how I'd like to teach you how to deal with yours. Um, and this is something that we go deeper in, in the Academy and I'll talk more about that, but I want to remind you if you've been interested right now, it's $200 off the Academy until I almost said May till August 7th, August 7th. There we go. Um, so if you have been thinking about joining, if you know that it's time to go deeper in your healing, that you need some eyes on your life, you need some coaching, you need to be in a community of other women traveling through the same journey. You need some insight into what it looks like to rewire your brain and how to heal spiritually and how to just pour into your relationships and set healthy boundaries and uh, be intentional with your kids and your spouse and all of the things, then the Healed Academy might just be for you. And now is the time to go. Like if you are sick of responding in that same old anger response day after day, if you're sick of the anxiety that you cannot get a hold of, if you're sick of just waking up feeling just down and like not excited for the day, then this is for you. Uh, I kind of, I start you at the beginning where we dive into your past and, and give God all of that and ask him to redeem it and ask him to heal it. And then we go into restoration theory, which is a theory that I use as when I was a therapist. And now I use it as your coach and I help you learn how to craft your pain and your peace cycles, which we'll talk a little bit about today. But this just helps you know, like what in the world is going on in your heart and your brain? Like how, like, Sometimes we feel something, we have no idea what it is or how it got there, but this unpacks all of that very simply, but in a way that um, research has proven and in a way that rewires your brain when you implement the steps after um, that I teach you. So 
We go into that and then we apply restoration theory to every single one of your relationships, your marriage, your kids, yourself, your relationship with God, um, family, right? All of it. And we go through everything with a comb. So I help you just kind of grow in all of those areas so that like the life that you live, I want you to love it. I want you to feel alive and grateful. And it's not that things won't be hard sometimes. It's not that this mom journey won't be hard, but it's that you'll see the beauty in all of it. You'll see the redemption in the little moments. You'll be so close to God and clean to him through all of it and be able to face the hard stuff that comes up, but face it with a strength because God is breathing through you and you know how to handle yourself and you know how to handle that situation. And you have a confidence about you that you can walk through anything. And so that's, that's my goal with you is that you will end with loving life with feeling like I'm not, you know, I'm not this broken person anymore. That's not my identity. Now healing is a lifelong process, but when we are intentional and we do the work, then we can still step into this new identity that is our true identity of being healed, of being whole, that God has already paid the price for our brokenness. And so we can live in that space where we're living whole lives. And that's why we end our time with talking about purpose and stepping into calling. And I help you just kind of reflect and, and pray and discover what God might have for you next, because truly the, the picture isn't whole until you use the brokenness that you've walked through to help someone else. And you, and you use the gifts that God's put in you to change the world. And so we, we talk through that at the end and I just would love to come alongside you. You get the access to the group coaching for an entire year, as well as our Facebook community, and then the lifetime access to the course and the worksheets that you're going to be working through at your own pace. So I love this structure now because, you know, if you're in a busy season, like it's okay, like you can go at your own pace and you have the accountability there and we're there to like be there for you as you go, but you don't have to go at a certain like quick pace. You have that time to spend as needed, but still moving towards the goal that you have. So please come join me. I want to know you. I want to know your story. I want to get my eyes in your world and just get to speak directly into you. Like I love encouraging you. It's one of my favorite things to do in the world. So I would love for you to join us. You can go find out all of the information at morningmamaacademy.gr8.com. Morningmamaacademy.gr8 as in the number eight.com. The the link is in the show notes. It's in the Facebook group, all of the places. You can email me if you can't find it. It's on my Instagram, everything. Okay. I can't wait to see you there. $200 off until August 7th. Pause this, go apply right now because I want to know you and be able to speak into your journey. But anyways, <laughs> I am just excited for, for any of you, even if you're not ready to go deeper, um, for you just to have some tools that I can give you today, uh, to be able to work through this anxiety. And I even have a freebie so that you can kind of dive a little bit deeper and actually do a little bit of work because hearing is one thing, but doing the work is another. And I want to give you all the tools that you can have to do the work if you're willing to do it. So let's jump in without further ado to today's episode. Welcome to the Morning Mama podcast, where it is time to wake up to the life you were created for. 
Come join me on a journey to heal from your past, craft a healthy, joy-filled life, and discover the gifts and passions inside of you that the world needs. Hi, I'm Brittany, a former marriage and family therapist who is ready to help you grab hold of your courage, step out in faith, and discover that your life can become more than you ever dreamed possible. This is Morning Mama, a place for you to throw off all that has been holding you back and run into true freedom. All right, Mama, I'm excited to share with you today. You know, anxiety is something, you know, I haven't, it hasn't been overpowering in my life. You know, I say that out loud and then I I question myself. I think it has had a bigger, been a bigger player in my life than I realize because it often shows up like me shrinking back, like me not voicing my thoughts, like me not raising my hand in class or speaking up at meetings. Like uh, it's shown up in, in social settings. It's shown up in this need to try and people please and to try and compensate for feeling not good enough in relationships where I'm just overly giving and overly talking about the other person and all that. And so I take that first statement back. Anxiety has been a major player in my life. However, I think because I have done a lot of healing work and God has been so mighty in my life, I have overcome a lot of this. However, as I continue to say, healing is a lifelong journey. And so this anxiety has not like completely gone away. It it still shows up in pockets or, or just even in specific seasons. And recently I have kind of noticed it, it kind of popping up its ugly head, rearing its head more and more. And I'm like, wait a minute. Uh, 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 like I've done the work. You're not allowed here anymore. Like, what is this? Where is this coming from? And so I just wanted to take a few minutes to kind of unpack, like how I have walked through that as it's popped up, like, what do I do? How do I handle it? What are the tools that I personally use when it comes up? And I want to help give them to you so that you can use those in your own life. For me, anxiety shows up in kind of all those different kind of categories that I shared, like in social settings, at meetings, that kind of stuff. But it's not as like pervasive, right? Like I'm not um, so debilitated by it that I'm avoiding meetings or that I'm avoiding social settings. Like I get through it and it's like not my favorite thing. And sometimes I have to process for a while afterwards because I'm so in my head and, and kind of there's a lot of emotions that get popped up a lot, some, some pain that gets popped up from those, but it's not debilitating. It's not like taking over my life, keeping me from sleep, um, impacting my relationships, right? Like there's not that impairment going on in my life, um, from that. And so it's something that I'm still continuing to work on. God is continuing to just heal. Like the, the deeper we go, the more layers that we peel off of pain and, and we step into new levels of healing. And so that's continuing in those areas. And, um, I can see God's work in me as he just continues to grow my true identity in, in him and that I'm secure in him and I don't have to prove anything to anyone that like I am more than enough just as is. And so like, that's just kind of this background process that's going on all the time. Um, I think we all kind of have those things in our life and and it actually is all connected back to our pain points, which, um, if you've heard me talk about the pain cycle, that's like what that is, is your, it's all connected to your pain cycle. And one of my words in my pain cycle is inadequate. And so that's where like a lot of that social stuff comes up. Um, and it's a continual healing process that 
wound though, that pain word that I have is probably going to be with me for the rest of my life. Now, I believe that God's going to give me more and more power over it and it will have less power over my life, but it's going to be there. Like when I get triggered, that's what I'm going to feel. Um, and so like knowing that is there is something that God and I are continuing to work through. But honestly, like even more lately has kind of been another one of my words, my pain words. We all have about three research shows that we don't uh, feel a million different things. We feel about three core ones. We feel the same things again and again in different settings. And so, you know, I have my three words, inadequate, out of control, and alone. Those are my core wounds that, that pop up in any different setting, any different relationship. It always goes back to those core wounds. So the other one that's been popping up is the out of control. And I don't know exactly when it kind of came more into play. I don't know if it's like just stepping into having a third child and just feeling that sense of out of control of like, oh my gosh, like there's three children that I want to pour into and keep safe and love and, and, you know, attempt, I'm tempted to want to be perfect for them, right? Like I think that can be an easy temptation we fall into is trying to be the perfect mother, which is impossible. We need to let go of that, but that, that can be a temptation I fall into. And, and then to keep them all safe when, when I don't have enough hands for all of them. Right. And so maybe that's kind of where this has uh, been birthed, like where there was kind of a leak, if you will, where this, this fear has kind of seeped into my life. And the feeling of out of control stems from a violation of safety. So all of our wounds come from violation of either love or safety and they create these wounds in us. And so these get started when we're kids. And this is all that I'm talking about. This is all restoration theory. It's this amazing theory created by Dr. Terry Hargrave. He was one of my professors at Fuller Seminary, and he based this theory on the Bible. And it's just incredible. And um, he trained with all of the great marriage and family therapists out there. And it's, anyways, it's just incredible. I've used it in my own life. It's been life-changing for me and the clients that I've worked with. And you, if you ever die, want to dive deeper, episodes 15 through 20, go deep into it. You can do it on your own. And then if you really want to go deep, the Academy, like I already shared, is where I help you walk through it all and apply it to all of your life. And it's so powerful. But anyways, my feeling of out of control stems from a violation of safety. And I don't know exactly what that is. You don't necessarily have to know that. But ultimately, that means it goes down to this, this sense of not feeling safe. And so how that's manifested lately, and I think I kind of referenced this in another podcast episode, but is, is usually when my husband is out of town, um, and sometimes not even, sometimes it's just at night, but specifically for sure when he's out of town and I'm home alone with the kids and I, and it's dark and it's nighttime and I'm supposed to be sleeping. And it's this sense of feeling out of control because it's like, I, I actually don't have control over that situation to some extent, right? Like I am sleeping. Like I cannot be alert and awake and making sure that everyone is fine. Now we live in a safe community. Like our doors are locked. Like we've done all the things, right? Now we do live in a broken, sinful world. So sure, anything can happen, but there's not necessarily like a logical reason why I should be feeling this way. Right. Um, but that is this, what's been coming up is like when he's out of town, it is really hard for me to sleep. I have a lot of anxiety. I'm waking up multiple times in the night. It's hard for me to go back to sleep, right? All of that kind of stuff. And, you know, I, I began to notice that. And then it, it felt like it kept growing. Like, 
Like um, now it was when he wasn't gone or now it was, you know, more intrusive thoughts about um, like just different fears about my kids or even about my husband or just different things, intrusive thoughts that would pop in about like some what ifs. And so as I've, I've seen this grow, I've just realized that when we don't nip that fear in the bud, when we don't like grab that anxiety throw it out the window, right? That's when it, it kind of just keeps taking over more and more and it sneaks its way into our life. And so we need to be very cautious when when we have fear pop up and we have intrusive thoughts pop up, like that we're managing those and that we're taking our, those thoughts captive and not letting them birth more fear. Because fear is not from God. God says we never, ever need to fear. Like even in the scariest of situations, like we're not supposed to fear. That's not like, it's not helpful, right? Sometimes it feels like fear is helpful, like if it's a, a potentially scary situation. But the thing is that fear is actually not helpful and it's absolutely unnecessary. Sorry, I'm trying to kill this fly. <laughs> Gosh, <laughs> I've been trying to get him. Okay, okay. Anyways, um, I don't know if I got him, but we're just going to move on. Um, so fear is never actually helpful for us. It is is only going to lead to more pain. It's only going to lead to more anxiety. And so when we allow fear in, it's going to perpetuate that anxiety that we're feeling. Nothing is to be feared besides God. Now, that doesn't mean we don't use wisdom. Like we need to use wisdom as we make choices and go throughout our life and in the world. And, you know, there's some things that are just unwise. Like you don't need to walk down a dark alley in the middle of LA in the middle of the night, right? Like there's just things that are unwise. Now we need to, we need to use wisdom in our decisions, but we never need to fear. And so when we let fear in, it's going to build upon itself. And so I, I don't know at what point I let it kind of slip in, but at some point I've, I've let it kind of grow. And so this is what I've been doing to try and tackle this anxiety. And I have seen how much better, like when I go through the, this process, like I'm able to sleep and I'm like, sometimes I sleep even better when he's gone and I'm able to fall back to sleep, right? Like sometimes it'll still pop up at different times, but I'm able to take control of it. I don't, I don't feel that fear come in and then feel even more out of control because I'm like, I don't even know what to do with this, right? Like sometimes that happens that we have a pain pop up, a fear, whatever it is. And we get even more dysregulated because we're like, well, this is here and I don't know what to do with it. I don't know how to handle it. I don't know what to do to make this better. And so when we have a game plan, it's going to really help us feel more empowered, more in control and be able to really get control of that thing that is dysregulating us. So here is what I do. And honestly, this kind of like, I kind of broke it down into somewhat similar into how the Academy is structured just because, um, I I was making a list of all the things I do and I'm like, Oh, (laughs) this is like why I built the Academy this way is because I believe that like All of these categories are what we need to do to really get hold of the pain in our lives. Okay. So number one, know that God supernaturally works and, and don't just know it, but like put that into action. Right. So what this looks like, and this is how we start out the Academy is like really just bringing things to the feet of Jesus for God to heal. When Jesus died, he didn't just die for our sins, but he says, by your, my stripes, you're healed. And so he brought healing. And so 
he, he vanquished all fear, right? It's, it's over. And so he, there's a power, an actual power just in the name of Jesus, just from prayer. Like prayer does connect us to God and, and helps us be in relationship with him and helps change our hearts. But there is also a supernatural power that works through prayer, a power that we can't honestly fully understand as finite humans. And honestly, like when I try and think about it too much, my brain starts to hurt, but there is a, an actual power in the name of Jesus. And when we pray in the name, in Jesus's name, uh, the Bible tells us that again and again. And so we need to make sure that we are bringing those things to the feet of Jesus and, and speaking in authority over the fear in our lives. God has given us that authority, Jesus' authority to enact in this world. And so we need to step into that authority and not just cower and say, oh, God, please help me. I don't know what to do. I don't know. What, I don't know what's going to happen. No, like we, we stand up as the children of God that we are, right? Like if you think of a, a powerful king, right, that rules over the whole land, like his children, like people will, will see his children and know they need to respect those children, right? Like those children go with the power of the king. Like wherever those children go, they know that like the power of the king is behind them. And so the people are going to respect them, treat them right, right? They're going to be cautious around them. And they have the authority of the king wherever they go. And that's the same with us. We are <laughs> children of the king. Like that's who we are. That is our identity. And so we have the authority authority of the king wherever we go, whatever we're doing. And so we need to make sure we're exercising that authority over our lives, over the fears that are coming in. And remember, fear is not from God. So if fear is sneaking in, which is just another word for anxiety, right? Like at the, at the root of all anxiety is some fear. And so when fear and anxiety are sneaking in, like that is the voice of the enemy. That is never the voice of God. And so we need to take authority over that and say, no, in the name of Jesus, those thoughts be gone. In the name of Jesus, like this fear be gone, right? We, we rebuke it in, with the power of Jesus and believe that supernaturally God is at work in ways that we cannot understand. And this is something that's so important. We, this is why we have to begin here is because ultimately like that is the, the most power that we have. I'm going to teach you some other things that are, that are practical and rewire your brain and help get your thoughts in order and, and just some other ways to handle things. But ultimately that is the number one thing that you can do is stand in that authority. So I, I literally, when I'm, when I'm having these moments, I will pray, God, take my fear away. God, help me. Or, or I'll stand in that authority and say, in the name of Jesus, let this fear be gone. Let this anxiety be gone. Jesus, be in this room. And I command any spirits that are not of Jesus to go right now in the name of Jesus. And I, I say it with that kind of authority because we have that kind of fat power. We need to stand in faith as we do it. And so praying those kind of prayers is a, is a good first step. And then also it's getting your toolbox in order. A while back, I had some episodes on how to build your, your warfare toolbox. We're all in a spiritual battle all the time. Uh, there's a battle raging that we cannot see. The Bible tells us about this, uh, that our battles are not against flesh and blood, but against the spiritual realms. And so this is all going on behind the scenes. And 
and it's, we can't deny it. We don't need to over like emphasize it where everything, every time we sneeze, it's the devil. That, that's, that's too much. But, but we do need to know that that really does exist and it does have an impact on what we're feeling, what we're seeing, how, how life is going. And so in order to make sure you're prepared for that battle, you got to get your toolbox ready, right? You got to get that armor on ready to fight that battle. And so I have some episodes. Uh, let me go look up what that is. Cause that would be important for you. Okay, I just found it. <laughs> uh, episodes 155 and 156, I unpack just in a, in a much deeper way what it looks like to get a to create a warfare toolbox so that you can have all of the tools ready for you for that spiritual battle that you are undertaking. This is getting some verses that speak directly to what you're experiencing and, and the kind of the, the core pain that you have and what you've been in, right? Like, um, one of mine is God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and love and a sound mind. Um, and so using God's word, the sword of the spirit to fight off that battle is huge. And so there's verses you write down, there's songs that you write down because ultimately like there are certain songs, um, one has been popping up lately that I'm like, oh my gosh, this is, uh, this is really helpful for this battle with anxiety and it's, oh, the battle belongs to you, right? Like, okay, I just tried singing it for you. It did not go well. So I deleted that because I don't want to subject your ears to it. Um, but that you, you, most of you probably know that song. If not, go look it up. The battle belongs to you. And it's just like talking about how the battle like belongs to God. And so any feelings I have of like that, I need to be awake and protect my children and, and do the right thing. Like ultimately like, like that's God's battle and it belongs to him. And I just need to trust him and, and step into that. And so anyways, that's part of the toolbox is identifying some songs and there's some other components as well. Um, and so uh, go back and listen to those. I also decided to give you a couple sheets of worksheets from the Academy for free because I want to, you to be able to build this in your own life. And this is just one tiny little exercise in the Academy. Um, I've also provided you just a, a verse bank with just some like good core verses to look through as you build your warfare toolbox so that you can just kind of have some like good ones in front of you to look at. Obviously, there's a ton more in the Bible you can pull out. You might already have your favorite. There's a lot of other ways to look them up, but I just wanted to provide you with um, a handful of them so it could kind of get you started. So if you want that, uh, it's a worksheet just kind of outlining all of it so you can just type it up may, or write it in your with your hands. Called handwriting, right? Write it with a pen um, and put it on your mirror, put it on your fridge, like whatever that is. If, if you want to download that, you can go to bit.ly slash warfare toolbox. That's B-I-T dot L-Y slash warfare. And if you're like me, you don't know how to spell warfare. It's W-A-R-F-A-R-E. Uh, so bit.ly slash warfare toolbox, or you can just keep it simple and find the link in the show notes. So that's the first one is really making sure that you're allowing God to supernaturally work in your life and take that authority. Okay. And that's what I do. I, that's the first thing I do is I start quoting my scripture out loud. I start praying. I start just getting in God's word, putting on some worship music and just being reminded of the truth. Okay. 
Next, so that is the most powerful. However, our brains can kind of trick us sometimes and it can be feel more complicated, be more complicated than that. And so there's also tools that I have that I use to help me regulate my brain, to help get my body to calm down, help rewire my brain so that I actually believe the truth and can, can live in that truth. And so the biggest way that I do this with is restoration theory. And I already obviously talked to you a lot about that, but what this looks like are the four steps. So in restoration theory, as you develop your pain and your peace cycle afterwards, you have these four steps and they are very simple steps, but they are also very life-changing. They rewire your brain and they help when, when you do them right, they help regulate your body so that the, your body calms down. Oh, like I can just even think about how that feels. Like as you go through the four steps, it's calming down your brain. It's lowering that anxiety. It's getting you to a place of being grounded again. And they're so simple. All it is, is you say what you feel. You say what you would normally do. You say what the truth is, and then you say what you're going to do instead. So it sounds something like this. I feel out of control. I would usually get anxious, but the truth is that God is in control. And sometimes like I'll hang out there and like start quoting some scripture there and remind myself of why I know that I know that I know that I know that God's in control. Like I'll even think back to like my, my miscarriage and think about how like in the very worst case scenario, God still came through. God still redeemed it. God still was in control. God still did beautiful things. And, and remembering things like that helps me because sure, bad things might happen. The, the thing is, we're not trying to, when we, when we eliminate anxiety, we're not trying to say that only good things are going to happen. We're not trying to say that life is going to be peaches and roses. We're not trying to say that there's not going to be pain. There's not going to be suffering. There's not going to be like these traumatic things that come up. There might be, but God is bigger than it all. God sees you through every bit of it. God will redeem it and walk you through it and give you the strength for it and turn it into something beautiful. And there still might be some pain there because when we chose sin, we chose suffering, right? Like God did not choose suffering for us, but as we chose sin, that meant that we choose suffering. And so that's, that, that will be inevitable. And honestly, the sooner that you can kind of embrace that thought that you can't avoid suffering, the sooner that you can release some of that anxiety, because sometimes the anxiety is because you're trying to control the situation and trying, trying to make life feel manageable, but ultimately like that's impossible. One, we don't have the power to do that on our own. That's only God. And two, we live in a fallen and sinful world. We are fallen and sinful creatures surrounded by other fallen and sinful creatures. So that's impossible, right? And so the sooner that you can come to the, this peace that I can't avoid all bad things, but God will get me through anything, the sooner you can embrace that, the more peace you're going to have, the less anxiety you're going to have. And so when, when I'm going through these four steps, I will hang out in that truth as long as I need to make sure I know that truth and believe that truth and, and firmly stand in that truth that God is in control. And then number four, the fourth step is say what you're going to do instead. So I would normally get anxious, but instead I'm going to relax and let go and pray. So I'm, I'm just taking that deep breath. I'm letting go of that control I was trying to exhibit on the situation that isn't going to help anything. And I'm going to pray 
talk to the one that actually is in control, right? Like take some of that authority and power. So those are the four steps, like so simple, but they do rewire your brain and they do calm down your body. And I, again, I teach you all this in the academy if you want to go deeper into it and, and learn how to map out your pain and peace cycle. But I start there and then I do a, a few other things that I will share with you. And some of this I might not do necessarily in the moment, the rest of it, but it's kind of deeper work that allows me to actually be stabilized by these first two steps I've shared with you. Uh, the deeper work that I'm going to share with you in the next episode kind of goes underneath it all. Like what is underneath that anxiety? What is going on? What are the fears that are really there? And and, and we, we go into what's under the symptom and when we go deeper, then that's when you can actually do that healing work so that these other things work, right? Like the truth doesn't regulate you if you don't really know what truth you need and you don't know how to even believe that. And so we got to go deeper into understanding like what truth we need. Not, I'm not saying like truth is relative. What I mean by that is that like, which, which truth, like, is it the truth that you're a child of God? Is it the truth that God's in control? Is it the truth that you're more than enough? Like which truth do you need to be reminded of? Obviously like the word of God is the truth. Like truth is not a relative thing. Um, but that's what I mean. And so we're going to go into that more in the next episode, but I hope that you can begin to use this, right? Even if you don't know your pain and your peace cycle, you can just use that portion of truth. Like what truth, like what verse do you need to stand on? and reminding yourself of that truth. And if you want to try and map out your pain and peace cycle, go for it. Go go to episodes 15 through 20 and go a little bit deeper. But I hope that's going to help you begin battling some of that those anxious thoughts. And let me just pray for you. God, I just thank you that you do not ever leave us in our anxiety. God, I thank you that you have more for us than just sitting here and standing here and taking this and being stuck here. God, I thank you that you're more powerful than it. God, I thank you that you have more waiting for us and peace always available to us. God, I pray for every mama that's listening, that's battling anxiety. God, I pray that you would give her hope. God, I pray you would give her direction of how to step into that hope. God, I pray in the name of Jesus, her anxiety would leave right now. We command it to go, Lord, in the name of Jesus. God, it is not from you, God. I pray you would give her eyes to see, Lord, how clearly this is not from you, God, how the the enemy has gotten a foothold in and, and show her, God, how to take that authority to kick him out for good, God. We just thank you for your power, God. We thank you that you're stronger and bigger than anything that might try and come against us and that no weapon formed against us shall prosper. God, we just stand in that authority as children of God. We love you and we praise you, God, and we thank you for your goodness. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Love you, mama. If you found hope and inspiration in today's episode, then hit subscribe. Make sure you don't miss a moment on this journey of healing. Want to help more mamas enter into the hope and freedom you have found? Please take a moment to leave a review. This helps so much to get Morning Mama seen so that more mamas can find this space. Lastly, please come say hi in our Facebook group, Morning Mama Collective. I would love to meet you and learn your story. Let me know where you're getting stuck in your healing journey so that you can help inspire more episodes. I am so grateful for you, Mama, and I cannot wait to see all that God has in store for you. Mama.